Alright, and you are back with me, Fabian Peter, for another episode of Time Spot on the Beat. Um, once again today, we've got Harish Diol, editor of 2213. You know, this is the second time, Harish, you're uh, coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me, and uh, it feels nice to be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Harish, uh, today we'll actually be talking about the Asian Games, yeah. the one that's going to be happening in Hangzhou, China. Um, it is actually the um, postponed Asian Games because you know uh, it was supposed to be held last year, right? Uh, so how are you feeling about it? Truth be told, I wish there was more enthusiasm in the games, uh, just like how I wish there was more enthusiasm uh, for Madika. Yeah, I, I think uh, that uh, that feeling is somewhat lost. Um, At least where I'm concerned, because I don't know we've we've seen quite a number of um, disappointing outcomes, um, and what's made even worse is the need to sugarcoat those disappointing outcomes. Hmm. I think that's more frustrating rather than anything else. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I nevertheless uh, I I really look forward to a memorable Asian Games, especially for our national athletes. Yep. Yeah, and uh, really hope that they could go. Out there to Hangzhou and uh, do their best, yeah, yeah personal best, uh, national records. I think that that will show progress. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, interesting because uh, you know, growing up, uh-huh. I mean, coming from a family where my dad played sports as well, uh, he used to tell me this all the time. Um, you know, don't talk to me about the Olympics. Let's not go as far as the Olympics just mm-hmm. yet. Perform at the Asian Games. Yeah. That's what he'll always tell me because that is so prestigious. Um, and we have had athletes who have done really, really well at the Asian Games. Um, how much of that prestige do you think still exists today? Now it does. Uh, maybe not for Malaysia. Maybe Malaysians have forgotten how important the Asian Games is. But for other nations in the region, um, like it or not, it is the second biggest games after the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And why do I say that? It's not just because of the number of participation, but the number of quality athletes. For certain sports, it is the Olympics. Hmm. We take diving, for example. Yes, you know the moment you have China there for for certain sports, they are already um, the barometer of uh, the level of hmm. play. Um, so you've got China, you've got Japan. Uh, these are really strong, yes. traditional, strong uh, sports countries. Yeah, and then you then um, can take a step back and realize, gosh, you know, you compare our athletes with what we see in Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. and then. You know, your eyes open wide when you see the level of play at the Asian Games, and this is not even the worlds yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think we've uh, downplayed the Asian Games. Um, its prestige is there. Hmm. You know, uh, like it or not. Yeah. And it is the best guide to see how well we do at the um, Paris Olympics. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, Harry. So the next big question is: um, before we go into the final details. Of the Asian Games, the big question that I think is on every Malaysian's minds is how well do you think our Malaysian contingent will fare this year? <laughs> you know, I I wish I had a crystal ball. <laughs> Every time when I come to a show, whether it's a podcast or on, on TV, the same question would be asked: How do you think we'd fare? How do you think we? It's not about us, yeah. Fabian. We are not competing against each other. Hmm. We are, we are actually going to compete against the best. In the region, in yep. Asia, so I think what we need to do to even establish the fact that how well we can do, we need to first see how well are our competitors doing. Hmm. Which sport, you know? 
and uh, yes, five years ago, some some would benchmark it to what had happened five years ago in uh, uh, Indonesia yes. in 2018. Uh, once again, many things happened from 2018 yep. till today. Uh, some will use COVID as an excuse. Some will use the various lockdowns. Some will say the disruption in the world calendar, yes. uh, competition, so forth and so on. Nevertheless, um, it's been an interesting time for sports simply because you see traditional names continuing their dominance in certain sports. Mm-hmm. But you also see new faces coming up. Badminton is my best example because it's an open season. I think yeah. I've said this repeatedly. I've told you in private. Um, I've said it on air. Um, it's an open affair mm-hmm. in badminton. Mm-hmm. And that was seen in the World Championships. Yes, the recent World Championships, correct. Yeah. So, Harish, see, um, yes, okay, so we are not competing uh, with ourselves we are competing with the best so uh, to answer your question yeah. I know I've not answered your question mm-hmm. yet. so to answer your question how do you think we would fare once again I do not have a crystal ball uh, I hate projections simply because it's very naive to just simply downplay your your competitors yes. uh, okay. uh, the the athletes from another nation um, yes you need some form of target to ensure that the KPIs are met yep. why because taxpayers money are being used you need to justify yep. but at the same time um We to to give a proper assessment, and I I will not be able to give that proper assessment mm-hmm. today, right now, simply because we do not have the list of who is going going up against who, you know, uh, which sport, where, so forth and so on. So it has to be mathematically calculated. Mm-hmm. It'll be very naive for someone to come up here and say that oh, I think Malaysia should get ten gold medals. Mm-hmm. What is the justification mm-hmm. to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless. There should be some form of improvement now. What is the just? Uh, what is the basis of improvement? Is it doing better than our seven gold medal haul? Yeah. Um, is it breaking more personal best national records? Mm-hmm. So all this have to be taken into consideration. Yeah. There are certain sports whereby we we are lagging far behind, mm-hmm. and no fault of the athlete. Mm. It's because. Of the culture we are in, hmm. we've got a lot of people who are very quick to criticize, uh, to sit on their, you know, uh, sofas and 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 to tweet and so forth and so on. But, you know, how are they helping in the sports ecosystem? Are they participating? Yep. Are they involved in any way? So that's a different conversation for another day. But back to your question, no, I cannot give you a guide of how well would be fair. I do hope, as what I said. At the uh, in fact, at the Sea Games, I asked and I I said during the Sea Games that Malaysia's target of 40 gold medals was very bullish, hmm. simply because of the factors, simply because of the number of spots that were organised. And coming back to the Asian Games, uh, I believe one spot gold medal prospect is not even contested. Bowling, correct? Hmm. Yes. So that pretty much um, is where Malaysia already loses uh, hmm. a, a, a fair chance. So can we do better than seven? I truly hope. Hmm. Hmm. But more importantly, I truly hope to see more personal ba- uh, records and more uh, what do you call national records being being broken. Hmm. So, in other words, you are also saying that uh, it has to go in the, um, somewhat a tally. Of course, you want to achieve that certain target. You want to beat that. Let's say, for example, in the Asian Games, our best haul was in 2010 um, when we won nine gold medals. 2018, we weren't that far off seven gold medals. So we seem to be somewhere within. No, Fabian, I ask you a you know? question. In 2010, yeah, we were so elated. We got, you know, we were all on cool aid, thinking that Malaysia got the best, you mm. know, nine gold medals and so forth and so on. Today is 2023. Yeah, it's been 13 years. Yes, where's the progression? Mm. Mm. It's like this lah. Your kid comes back to school and goes like, Papa, I got nine A's. Yeah, and then goes to college and he fails. <sighs> that's to that's pretty much Malaysian sports lah. Mm. 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 So we did well. Yeah, and 13 years later. 
we achieve like what to short to we should be progressing correct so hmm. where's the progress hmm. now yes there will be arguments about oh sport certain sports are dropped this that ever no because the asian games is more what you call structured compared to the southeast asian games yes So that cannot be used as an excuse. Now, what COVID? You want to use that as an excuse? COVID was not just exclusive to Malaysia. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, mm. what is the excuse? Mm. And 13 years. I'm talking about 13 years. I'm not talking about what happened between 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So the 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 problem is that no one wants to answer the hard hitting questions. No one wants to delve into those 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 conversations. Everyone just want feel good narratives. Mm. But like. One facility, one sukan, <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah, big screens for everyone. Uh, and so on that, that's note. that's more easier to <laughs> to to make people happy. I think. Uh, and on that note, I think I also want to ask you. Um, our sports youth and yeah. sports minister YB Hena had uh-huh. earlier mentioned in parliament. Uh-huh. Uh, this was in May eh, that the political instability in the country contributed to Malaysia's poor outing at the Sea Games. Now, do you think the same is going to happen at the Asian Games this year? First and foremost, I think I've made this very clear. I've said this on TV. I've even um, you know wrote this on 2213. I think that was a very flimsy excuse. Why? Because for starters, we already knew the number of events that would be contested at the Sea Games, mm-hmm. and our medal prospect was memang way lower. Mm. Based on the number of events, yep. okay. Yep. So we got the medal tally uh, and that 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 projection wrong to begin with. Full stop. If you say um, political instability, I think once again that's a very naive way of uh, seeing things because at the end of the day, sports go on. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to take politics into the equation, um, it was during her colleague's time where, as the finance minister when Lim Guan Ing was the finance minister, he stopped the special draws and that impacted. Uh, Bajaya Sports Toto's contribution to the National Sports Council. Haven't we forgotten about that? I've written this repeatedly. Mm. So it's a very flimsy excuse. And if that excuse were to appear again, I think uh, uh, she would be once again ill-advised. I think she doesn't need to be advised about this. She's seen um, the comments. Look, what happens? And this is beyond her. Yeah. Yep. To be fair to her, this is beyond her. She only took office. She assume, you know, took office in in what in November, December. Mm, yes. Yeah. So so. This is beyond her. This is basically Malaysian sports on a big, in a bigger picture. Once again, I go back to where is the progression? Mm. This is where the National Sports Association should be held accountable, mm. not the ministry. Mm. The ministry's role is to look at policies. The ministry's role is not to come out there to justify why we failed, why we this, why we that. Yeah. They are a stakeholder. They are part of the ecosystem, yep. but it is not their responsibility alone. Mm. Where the national sports associations, hmm. because they at the end of the day are the guardian of, of the sport. So the yep. problem in Malaysia is that we do not understand rules. Hmm. Everyone wants to be a superhero, but when things go bad, no one wants to come out in the open. Yeah, you see, they want to be a superhero when times are good. Yeah, yeah. And just to put that on record, uh, yeah. Harish, um, this year's Asian Games, uh, we are sending a contingent. Of about two nine four, two nine four athletes, and um, to compete in twenty three sports. So you know, looking at that, what would be your? I mean, I know you said you don't like to give projections, but you know, just based on those kind of numbers. No, let's let's look in Jakarta. Okay, yeah. let's look at facts. Yeah, let's yeah. look in Jakarta. In Jakarta, we won gold in sailing, yes, sepatakro, cycling, squash, hmm. bowling as well. Yeah. Right? How much have we heard about sailing ever since? Hmm. How much have we heard about um, squash and also our bowling? Uh, yeah, to be uh, hmm. to be honest, yeah. 
Yeah, there seems to be a lot of fixation on the other spots. Yeah. So yeah, I won't be surprised that these spots that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. are still going to be our best bet. Yeah. Okay. So why squash? Squash is because uh, Ng Yen Yao and yes. Siva Sangari they were both finalists at the recent Asian Squash Individual Championship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even Ng went on to win uh, the the individual title. Yeah. Yeah. So they are our best bet. Their competitors are, in fact, for the women's, is basically uh, Siva Sangari's competitor. Main competitor will be from Japan and Hong Kong. Mm. Um, the same girl she lost to in the finals. Yep. So that's the best bet. Now, um, what else? Uh, sailing, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Although we don't hear much from them. Um, who Who else? Um, I would say, uh, what do you call Sepa Takro, perhaps. But at the Sea Games, remember they lost yeah. to Thailand. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so Sepa Takro could may may not. Uh, really depends what happens. Uh, so yeah. Then then you tell me, Fabian. What what else? Badminton. Look what happened at the World Championship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, But then again Badminton is fun And exciting um, If you're not Looking at it as a Malaysian fan or, But if, if you see it You know You take yourself The the, the national colours out And you look at As a badminton fan Purely a sport fan You'll find it exciting Simply because I keep repeating myself It's an open season Anyone yes. can be a champion So yes. that's the beauty about it You know It's not like F1 once upon a time ago Where Michael Schumacher Was just winning And winning And winning Correct <laughs> okay? Correct Correct Correct. And if you look at the winners from the recent world championships, yeah. you can easily say that yeah. you know the Asian Games is as big as the Olympics. It is or even world championship it because is. of your winners. They the, are all from Asia. Correct. Correct. The world championship is a testament of what we will see at the Asian Games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah there, there's also this calculation. Some people say that oh, we need our athletes to peak at the right time. So be it. But all we answered at the in, in Huangzhou. Yeah. Let Let's see who peaks and. Who fails? Uh, who will continue being the you know um, underperforming, overrated athlete? Correct. So yeah, let's. Yeah, and and speaking of world championships, I think uh, badminton was not the only sport to have their world championships this yeah. year. Uh, just recently, we also had the athletics world championships, yeah, as well as the uh, cycling yeah. um, world championships. So we do know that you know our athletes, people like Azim or even Azizol. Um, Are also going to be there leading malicious charges at the yeah. Asian Games, yeah. um, like you said. So you know, um, Azizul didn't get what he wanted at yeah. the um, World Track Championships. Uh, Azim did pretty well in the heats, but you know, but that's the World Championship we're talking about. So now going into the Asian Games and given their current form, how do you think they are going to perform? Look, um, Azizul will want to prove himself, and um, I think he would do well in the Asian Games. Mm. I think his biggest problem would be the Olympics because yeah. that is where the real tests. Yeah, yeah, um, and I'm saying this based on the um, performance of the other cyclists, especially right. from Europe and yep. Australia. Yeah, so you're not going to have that in the Asian Games. Yeah. We do have to bear in mind also that Azizul won two gold medals at the Asian Correct. Championships. So the Asian yeah. Games will be a really good morale boosting outing for mm. Azizul ahead of Paris in 2024. Now the other one you spoke about Azim. You see the problem with just with uh, not not the problem with Azim, but the problem with sports where Azim is uh, involved in, which is athletics and many other sports, is that we do not have enough talents. And mm. when we do have that one or two, all eyes are on them, and we expect them to like to do miracles. Yeah. yeah. And along the way, the element of fun just gets sucked out from their whole journey. Yeah. Mm. And then we tend to forget. We, it's easy for us to write. It's easy for us to sit uh, back and criticize. But the sport, how will the sport actually benefit? Yeah. 
what I'm trying to say is that we should not be happy having only one azim. We should be having multiple mm. azims. Mm. And how can that happen? Is if we go back to the grassroots. You see, the the the, the thing is that I hate having these conversations because everyone wants to be all top heavy. Elite, yeah. or mm. you know, let's look at the Asian yes. Games and this and that. How many goals? But we are not addressing stuff in schools. Look, how many schools even have proper sports days? Yes, yes. My son's school has still not held his sports day till today. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And and how many of them are encouraged to pick up sports? Correct. How many people around us are picking up sports? Correct. It's, yeah. it's not so much about sports as you know elite sports. It's about creating it as a lifestyle. And the moment you have, it's a pyramid structure. Yeah. You mm. have a big base, yes. and then slowly you'll get the talents, and slowly they'll go on the top. It's no brainer. It's no rocket science. It should have been done a long time ago. But once again, I repeat, screen beside is so much more easier to do. <laughs> and I recently wrote something about it as well. Uh, I think uh, you know, being a badminton writer, uh, I don't know. Maybe people may have forgotten. I think Malaysians mm. sometimes tend to forget things very easily. But um, well, if they if they consider <laughs> Lee Chongwei a dinosaur, then I don't know what to say, lah. <laughs> you know, it's like ouch. Chongwei and I have the same age, man. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, but you, 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 you <laughs> sorry, you I had to say the, that. <laughs> at the recent World Championships, badminton, um, yeah, badminton. Uh-huh. Uh, and we look. We don't need to go far. Let's not go uh-huh. to China because when we want to compare it with China, people will say things like, "Oh, you know, they've got a huge population, big talent pool." Okay, let's just look at our neighbors, Thailand. In the last decade, they have already won three world championships medal in three different Now, sectors. I, I, I'm glad you said that, and I don't mean to, to yeah. interrupt. But I'm glad you said that. Thailand, yeah, South Korea, Japan, yeah. Okay, the Thai, the girls have been doing quite well, yeah. right? Okay, what has happened to China? Hmm. What has happened to Indonesia? Yeah, they too are facing a a problem at the moment. Have you realized? Yeah, yeah. At this world championship, China only won two in two events. Yeah. Yeah, mixed doubles and I think women's no no mixed doubles uh, uh, was won by South Korea. Uh, In so fact, they only won I think uh, uh, women's doubles. Women's doubles. Okay. Yeah, you know I I believe they won too. But anyway, um, so yeah, China too is facing that problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah? The same goes with Indonesia, and yeah. these are two very you know their their population is like you know ten twenty times yeah. more than Malaysia, thirty mm. times more than Malaysia. In fact, yeah. is it a population problem? Hmm. Is it back to you know training or is yeah. it back to sports science? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and see why I brought this up is uh, because um, if you remember last year in badminton, we signed two MOUs with Thailand, mm. and um, BAM uh, have signed a MOU yep. with um, badminton Thailand for two years, and the working relationship is supposed to be until the end of um, 2024. While the KLBA right um, have decided to sign a working relationship with a Thailand sports school. I can't really pronounce the name of the school, but yeah. it is the school that produced Rachanak Internet yeah. and also Kunlawut, yeah. both former world champions. I mean, one recent world champion, you know. And not to say that these guys just came out of nowhere and won the world championships. Rachanak was a two-time world junior champion. Yeah. Kunlawut, a three-time world, world junior champion. champion. So right. you see, that means there is that. You know, what's the keyword here? Progression. Yeah. Uh, you know, and also grassroots. So my question now <laughs> to BAM or even to KLBA is: I mean, of course, okay, they 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 signed it last year, so mm-hmm. we probably need some time. But are we also going to learn, or you know, are these all just things that ah, just to it's it, it's a feel good factor? Oh, we've signed these M- MOUs, and no, I I, I think it's come to a point where they they have acknowledged, and it's a learning process now. <clears throat> it's easy for us to. Blame the association, but we need to look at the association. We need to look at the players because at the end of the day, the association can do so much. Hmm. But who is playing on the on the court? On the court. Yeah. 
to play, correct? Now, what is the motivation? Hmm. Is the motivation about playing for the country? Is the motivation about doing well, or is the motivation simply because, you know, to get endorsements and to be the next big thing on social media? Hmm. These are real questions that people tend to ignore. Hmm. Real questions that people tend to, you know, um, swipe away, mm-hmm. sweep it under hmm. a, rug, a rug, or even some of them also go like, oh no, you know, um, uh, these are just accusations. No, these are real questions. Hmm. It's just like how uh, should athletes limit their time on phones on hmm. social media? Hmm. When they when they scroll scroll scroll, is it affecting their training? Yeah, studies have been done abroad, but I don't know whether ISN has done any studies hmm. in uh, Malaysia, for example. So where am I getting at? Priorities. Yep. In in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is priorities, and from that priorities, we can know whether the athlete can progress or not. Yep. So it goes back to priority and progress. Two keywords. Hmm. So what are the priorities of kids when you drill into their heads? Okay, you want to be like, let's say, for example, the next. ABC. Hmm. Why? Because you can drive a Lam- drive a Lamborghini, or because you are playing for the country and the best in the country. Hmm. What are we trying to market ABCS? Hmm. Yeah, as in the athlete. Yeah. So yeah, what are we trying to say? Is it because we are trying to convince parents that oh, uh, there's a future in sports, you can make a whole lot of money? Hmm. Is that the narrative that we are trying to do? Hmm. And in that pursuit of creating that bubble, are we forgetting the essence of sport, the health benefits, the The reason why you need to be an active nation, hmm. a sporting nation, a sporting nation, for example, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And how will this help? Is when you have more talents, yep. you have better elite athletes, yeah, or at least a larger pool yep. of uh, uh, athletes to choose from. Yeah, so it's, it goes back to the pyramid structure. Pyramid, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, so it goes back to that pyramid structure. It's a system that needs to be put in place, um, yep. and uh, you need all your stakeholders coming together and not working in silos. Eh? So the, so the, there's a very simple, uh, you know, in not so many words, there's a very simple way of doing this. Start focusing at schools. Hmm. Full stop. Yeah. yeah. School sports should be a big deal. Yes. Yeah. You know, like in America when they have this uh, football uh, tryouts. Yeah. It's even televised. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. Hmm. People actually get glued onto their TV sets, looking at a bunch of college kids. Who could be the next NFL yes, star? Yes. Yes. How they train? Yep. That's the entertainment bit. Yep. To make it sexy, to make it interesting, to lure people. Yeah. But bottom line, they've got it right. Why? Because they inculcate that spirit from schools. Schools. Yeah. We need to do that. Yeah. How many of us are actually writing about school sports? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I And remember also, back in the day we used to write a whole lot about school sports yeah. from your zone, zone Kramat, zone Bangsa, zone Pudu, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I used to remember reading them in the newspapers. You have those yeah. names there. You know the results. Yeah, but yeah, uh, and it's interesting that you mentioned like you know a country like America, for example, and 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 the things they do. And if you go back to their schools, yeah, I mean, putting aside televising their tryouts and stuff, I think it also you know you look at the facilities that they have and 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 school kids, yeah, you know, training like their professional athletes, yeah, uh, and it's not all about. Academic, you know, you're not just studying. Of course, yeah, you study. Studies are important, but if you want to excel in sports. Then you need this You know yep. You've got a swimming pool there You've got yeah, Basketball courts you know, the, the, the and, thing, and, and stuff The one thing That I still remember Till today is um, When I met up With some of my uh, You know Friends from Thailand The journalists themselves And they said that Do you know what Malaysia has got So much, so many facilities All top notch World class facilities yep. Where are, are your athletes mm. So the thing is that We do have facilities mm. So where are our athletes Where are our athletes <laughs> <coughs> Okay, back hmm. to the Asian Games. Yeah, I think we digress. Just going back to the Asian Games, Harish. Uh, and uh, you know, this is something you've mentioned on countless occasions, lah. Mm. Uh, and I think you'll probably say it again. But you know, you you've said this that we are sometimes 
too fixated on the number of gold medals. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about it when it comes to the Olympics. We talk about it at the Sea Games level. Um, is there something bigger that is slipping away from under our noses? You see, the one thing I I I I've realized is this. You know, sometimes we get overly fixated with the number of gold medals. I give you a classic case of what happened in 2017 Sea Games. Everyone went. Wild yeah. with our ridiculous <laughs> amount of uh, gold medals that we collected. No disrespect to the athletes who worked hard yes. to winning those medals, mm-hmm. but it was a ridiculous amount. And subsequent Sea Games, so many events were dropped. Yeah, and we achieved like what a really pathetic number. Mm. And then the trend just is is just yeah. s- slipped. You know. Yep. yep. So then. Where's the progression? Hmm. So where I'm coming at is what's the use of having so many gold medals at one event and you've got nothing to show at the next event? Hmm. That's not continuity. Yep. That's more of shots and duty. Yeah, yeah. 2017 was a perfect example. We did the same thing happened in 2001 Sea Games as well when KL hosted. Yeah. Now, but that's the Sea Games. Uh, going back to the Asian Games, you rightfully pointed out earlier in the show, 2010 best ever hall. Yeah. Nine. Nine. What happened since? We should be looking at 18. Yep. Correct? Yep. If not 10. Yeah. That's progression. Yep. But yep. after 13 years, we still do not know where we stand. Mm-hmm. I think getting 7 or so would be a, given the current landscape. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. 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 So where, where, how, where's the progress? Yep. So, yep. so once again, you have targets good for KPI, but the target is just not stop there. Yes. You have to look at cycles. Yep. Two, three Olympic cycles. Yep. Two, three Asian Games cycles. That's what projections are all about. Yep. You have to factor in the fact that an athlete may fall ill. An athlete may, you know, uh, his career, his or her career may end sooner than expected. Mm-hmm. All these considerations have to take place. Yep. Yep. Because public funds are eventually being used. Yep. The same funds that can be used to repair roads, to repair schools. Yeah. 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 They can be used for better uh, to to for healthcare. More importantly, but yep. we're spending it on 0.1 percent of the population, mm-hmm. which are elite athletes. Mm. Yes, they deserve some form of uh, assistance. Yes, but that assistance has to be justified. Yeah. So you I think the bigger question here you, is you can't progress. Be, yeah, progress. Yeah. Priorities and progress. Yeah. And you can't just uh, behave like a. It's like the saying, you know, you can't bake the cake and eat it at the same time. And it's the same that you can't be like a superstar. Expect everything to 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 fall on your uh, what do you call? Uh, feet. Everyone to fall on your feet. And then uh, when you don't do well, you just go like, oh, you know. Uh, I mean, there's always next time or something of the sort. It doesn't happen like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because a lot of people can actually do a lot of good with that money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the same money instead of spending on one particular athlete, mm-hmm. you can spend it on schools. Yeah. I think you can help 10 to 20 schools. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to progress and priority. And if you are truly professional today, the letter of the day is P. Yeah. Mm. Progress, priority, and now talking about professionalism. professionalism. <laughs> if you are a truly professional athlete, you should be finding your own funds, right? Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So yeah, true. Which brings me to this next question. Yeah. Just before we 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 end this show, um, you know, because see, we've been talking about the various stakeholders here. Yeah. The athletes, mm-hmm. the national sports associations, the ministry, mm-hmm. but there is another group that is equally important who contributes to this ecosystem, which are the fans. Yep. You know, how do you see the change of this landscape in this day and age, and how much? Does that affect sports as a whole? I don't think. Um, perhaps viewing patterns have changed. Uh, let's say we take football for example. I think more less and less people are watching 90 minutes of sports and people are watching highlights. Hmm. I think that's something. Uh, even broadcasters are are trying to wrap their heads around 
trying to make uh, match days more uh, fun and interesting. Yep. I think Super Bowl has got their concerts and so forth and so on. You know, just to Correct. make things lively. Correct. Okay, but that's a, a conversation for another day. Uh, coming back to fans, fans play a huge part in the sporting ecosystem simply because without fans, without spectators, sports will not be alive. Yes, they 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 are the reason why sports are alive. Yep. You know, you get imagine playing in an empty stadium. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Commercialization is, mm-hmm. is the reason why fans. You know, fans are the reason why commercialization happens. Uh, fans are the reason why monetization uh, conversations take place. Um, having said that, uh, we tend to believe that oh, the landscape has changed. Actually, it's, it's not. It's the same with politics as well. It's just that the medium. For example, take it. Take this conversation ten years back. Conversations would be at a coffee shop. Yeah. Limited to five to six people. The conversations among those five or six people will then be translated to a third party, whether it's your wife, it's your husband, mm-hmm. and then it'll go carry it on to you know the market, to the to the to the clique of friends, so forth and so on. So that's their version of viral. Yeah. <laughs> so word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Now it's the same thing, except mm. that your coffee shop is a social media platform. Yeah. And instead of limiting your audience to that five people, you're actually talking to five million or maybe more. Mm-hmm. People, yeah. For example, yeah. Concept still the same, yeah. Yeah. It's just the platform, the way is different, and it's faster. Yeah. And the fact that in the past, when you said things, you were said in privately, in mm. private. Yeah. Or maybe somebody has eavesdrop. Uh, that's all. But today, it's on public domain. Hmm. So of course, athletes when they read it, they are humans. They get hurt. Uh, but that is where I always say athletes' DNA are supposed to be different. They are supposed to be special. They are supposed to be stronger. That is why they are athletes. That's why they are called superheroes because yeah. they are a different breed, different class, yeah. and a different level altogether. Altogether, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm beginning to wonder since when did some of them actually become so bothered about what a person has got to say, hmm. and if they think that um, life is all about unicorns and rainbows and mm. you know um, jelly beans, I mean, uh, I think you know they need to be given a dosage of reality from early on. Yeah. That that's not life, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And 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 there are struggles. There are there are going to be criticisms, and that is supposed to make you stronger. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, probably need to talk to these dinosaurs that we seem to label them as. Hey, ouch! <laughs> ouch! But ouch! <laughs> ouch! You know, I I I I'm I'm just thinking. I'm about, 21. Huh? <laughs> I'm just thinking about people like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo or even uh-huh. Lionel Messi. Um, players Yeah they have Probably moved on To like different leagues In the world But You look at The level Of their performance And 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 to say that These guys Don't get Criticised They or, do You know It's You it's know like naive. Ronaldo and Messi For example It's either you love them Or you hate them Yeah It's as simple as that And you know People don't know them So they are harsh They yeah. criticise They can tell About their the way they look About their hairstyles About the Sometimes the most Ridiculous things Yes It goes out there So what? As an athlete, you're supposed to be. I mean, look. Forget about athletes for now. Even us as journalists, yeah. we get it all the time. Yeah. Whatever I write will never please anyone. Mm-hmm. There will be a section of the the readers who will go like, "Wow, you wrote this," and there'll be a section who will go like, "What rubbish." Yeah. I can never please, but yet I go <laughs> back to bed and I sleep soundly like a baby simply because I know what I've written is factual. Yeah. So I know what I've done is I've. My intentions are clear. Yeah. So I think it's the same applies to anyone, whether yeah. you are, you know, uh, in a C-suite or whether you are, you know, um, an athlete, or whether you're an official to begin with, because officials are always on the front line. Yes. Of the firing squad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think if your intentions are clear and you're doing it for the right reasons, I mean, 
people have got mouths they will comment they will say whatever yes. they want yep. you know you can't stop them correct yeah mm. but at the end of the day what are their contributions and what have you contributed there itself will be the answer because all these talkers all they are good at talking mm. but what 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 is their contribution they make a molehill out of their small little contributions by you know perhaps watching one match in their entire life you know mm. at the stadium or something of that sort so yeah once again this is not to disrespect any party but i think uh we just have to avoid the noise don't get drowned with the voice yep. avoid the noise mm-hmm. And know what is our purpose. Yep. And to our athletes who are um, competing in the Asian Games, you know, just stick to your goals. Whatever it is, just get the personal best and get the national records. Hmm. Everything else will fall naturally. Hmm. All right. So thank you, Harish. That brings us to the end of our show. Most welcome. Um, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Likewise, um, Fabian. Once again, uh, this is Harish Duel, editor for Twenty Two Thirteen. So my name is Fabian Peter, and this has been Time Spot on the Beat. And um, to listen to this podcast or other episodes of this podcast, you can head over to Audio Plus, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts.